जहां भी हो वहीं से दो सदा सरकार सुनते हैं सुनते हैं पसे दीवार सुनते हैं मैं सद के जाऊन की रहामतलिल आलमीनी के पुकारो चाहे जितनी बार वो हर बार सुनते हैं मेरा हर सांस उनकी आहटों के साथ चलता है मेरे दिल के धड़कने की भी वो रफ्तार सुनते हैं मुजफ्फर जब किसी महफिल में उनकी नात पढ़ता हूँ मेरा ईमान है वो भी मेरे अशार सुनते हैं Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of Allah, the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. Alif Lam Mim. Alif Lam Mim. The Byzantines have been defeated. In the nearest land, but they, after their defeat, will overcome. Within three to nine years, to Allah belongs the command before and after, and that day the believers will rejoice. In the victory of Allah, He gives victory to whom He wills, and He is the exalted in might, the merciful. شروع اللہ کے نام سے جو بڑا مہربان نہایت رحم کرنے والا ہے الف لام میم رومی قریب کی سرزمین میں مغلوب ہو گئے ہیں اور اپنی اس مغلوبیت کے بعد چند سال کے اندر وہ غالب ہو جائیں گے اللہ ہی کا اختیار ہے پہلے بھی اور بعد میں بھی اور وہ دن وہ ہوگا جب اللہ کی بخشی ہوئی فتح پر مسلمان خوشیاں منائیں گے 
اللہ نصرت عطا کرتا ہے جسے چاہتا ہے وہ زبردست اور رحیم ہے یہ وعدہ اللہ نے کیا ہے اللہ کبھی اپنے وعدے کی خلاف ورزی نہیں کرتا مگر اکثر لوگ جانتے نہیں ہیں دس از ریفلیکشنز ود شیخ رضوان محمد آئی ایم یور ہوسٹ زبیر ملک دس از جسٹ لیڈ اپ ٹو آر ریفلیکشنز پروگرام فرام ٹمورو ان شاء اللہ ٹوڈے ول ہیو کانورسیشن وتھ شیخ رضوان محمد فائنڈ آؤٹ ہاؤ وی آر ان شاء اللہ گوئنگ ٹو ریفلیکٹ آن دس سورہ دا بیوٹیفل سورہ دیٹ وی ہیو جسٹ انٹروڈیوسڈ ٹو یور سیلفس سورہ روم ون آف دا چیپٹرز آف قرآن ان وچ وی ہیو جسٹ ہرڈ دا ٹرانسلیشن آف ان بوتھ انگلش اینڈ اردو ریفلیکشنز پروگرام ول بی آن ریڈیو رمضان آر آر تھری سکس فائیو ڈاٹ کو ڈاٹ یو کے اینڈ ادر پلیٹفارمز ایوری ڈے فرام سیون پی ایم ٹل افطار ٹائم اینڈ فار فرسٹ ففٹین ڈیز اینڈ سیون تھرٹی ٹل افطار ٹائم فار دا لیٹر ففٹین ڈیز ان شاء اللہ وی ہیو دا آنر ٹو برنگ یو یٹ ونس اگین ان شاء اللہ Reflections with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa sahlan. Ahlan wa sahlan. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. Uh, joining us again, I think it's, uh, I need to actually check. It's probably 10 consecutive years. Reflections with yourself. Andre uh, Ramadan, alhamdulillah. I think it's more. It's, uh, okay, is it? The reason I know because last year is the first time I had iftar with my wife. <laughs> the reason why I don't is because of the show. So, Allah. So we've been married for 14 years. So, Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. So it's over more than 14. It's well over 14. Yes. Well over 14 years. Reflections. Uh, same time every year, just before iftar. Alhamdulillah. Um, and and w- w- what's coming to mind is that even the small deeds, but regular deeds, are pro- more rewarded and have <laughs> more impact. Uh, inshallah. So yeah. Alhamdulillah, uh, reflections uh, with Sheikh Rizwan on the same platform every year for at least 14, if not more. Uh, we'll, we'll get a calculation from our archives team, inshallah. So Sheikh, uh, Surah Room is what we're going to cover hmm. uh, in this month. Are we going to take the entire month trying to reflect on one surah? In- Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. And um, hopefully, inshallah, you know, just to give everybody the glad tidings of Ramadan um, congratulate them on the, on the fact that we're uh, witnessing the month again and in, in every country it's it's um, welcomed in different ways so in Turkey where I am it's the first time I think in 80, 80, 80 or so up to 90 years I think 80, with years. 80 years since Tarawih has been prayed in the Hagia Sophia so the Hagia mm. Sophia obviously was converted into a museum um, during the time of Ataturk. And uh, now it's been two years since it's been brought back into public worship. And because of COVID, there's not been a taraweeh. And so last night, it was um, it would not be an exaggeration to say that it was um, a complete um, deluge of people coming in from all parts of Turkey to pray taraweeh. And obviously, um, it made the news. Obviously, you know about it. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's reached everywhere. I think on social media, people have realized that something's happened. But also, 
you know, this this chapter that we're going to inshallah be doing, and you actually suggested it when we were speaking. I actually wanted to do a Tawbah, Surat um, Al-Bara'a, which is about war, because I was, I was covering the, the whole situation in Ukraine and Russia and all the talk of a third world war, and I thought Surat Al-Bara'a is interesting. But then you just threw into the mix <laughs> Surat Al-Rom, and then I just clicked that that's actually far more relevant to anything. And, and um, yeah, so I'm in the middle of, you know, the city where the, when the, when those chapters were revealed, this was, this, this was the center that was intended, the Byzantine Empire, even though it's mistranslated, the chapter is mistranslated as the chapter of the Romans. Um, Rome at that, at that time, you'll look at this later, it was, you know, a, a backwater, it was no longer the Rome of, of, of the past. And the, the power and the center of power in Orthodox Christianity moved to Constantinople, which is now Istanbul. And at the center of that, there's this jewel, which is called the Hagia Sophia, which is a wonder of architecture set on one of the seven mountains of the city of Istanbul. Um, but, you know, this morning I was reading um, the kind of fallout from the Taraweeh, which you would imagine would be all good and good and great people rejoicing over the Taraweeh, but there was also a very strong secular element within Turkey. And there was a whole furore over, you know, somebody tweeted that, you know, like the, the stench and the smell of people's sweat and feet has reached to this degree. So obviously a very secular person saying, this is how far these peasants and shepherds, because remember there's a whole... Um, you know, cultural war here in 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 in, in here. I mean, in in Turkey as much as there is in Pakistan, I would imagine much as there is in you know Egypt, as much in Syria, as much in every Muslim country where you have this small group of very secular-minded people trained and and protecting the vested interests of Western powers and the, and the secular elite, looking down with complete arrogance and disdain over. What they consider to be the peasants and the farmers and the and the downtrodden, and that they're not they're not really suitable for sitting at the table of a high civilization, have high culture. And in Turkey, the way that came out was somebody tweeted that you know the these these people have come so far that their the smell of them and their sweat and their feet has reached the Hagia Sophia. So it's almost a sign that you know, they're getting too far. And so this is the, I, I know. In, in other Muslim countries, it's the same thing. This struggle is continuing. I mean, you don't have to name countries, but you'll know yourself. There is an, 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 a concerted effort by people to um, make Islam negligible within society. And, um, and you know, the chapter we decided to do, Sota Rome, um, you know, is, is one which I think it's probably revealed within the first um, seven or eight years of the Prophet's um you know, being given the, the public designation as, as a messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's at the time of Mecca al-Muqarramah, it's a time of weakness. It's a time where, you know, this, the vested interests within Meccan society are, um, you know, berating the Muslims and mocking them as well. And, you know, torturing and, and pillaging their dignity and their wealth. And at that point, if this chapter comes out, which is, you know, the chapter of the Byzantines or the chapter of the Romans. And it is there to provide um, an amazing amount of succour and an amazing amount of, of um, 
you know, light for the people that there's something happening beyond the bad news that we hear on the news feed. So at that time there wasn't a news feed, but the no, message trickled down that the famous battles that were taking place between the two great superpowers at the time, the Persians, the, the Sassanids, and the, the, the Byzantines, the Romans, was now another blow, and the blow was for the the, 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 the Persian Sassanid Empire, who decimated the Roman Byzantine Empire. And you would say, well, what's that got to do with the Qur'an? Why is the Qur'an talking about that? Um, when you know it's revealed in Mecca, it's talking to the Quraysh, it's talking to the desert Arabs, it's talking to the you know later on to the Jewish community in, in Yathrib and and elsewhere. What, why is it in, you know even interested in what's happening amongst two superpowers? And so, inshallah, one of the things that will come out when we start to discuss it is why this is all relevant. Hmm. You know the reflections on why is the, not the, this chapter. I mean, what why we could put twenties. You know, so where we could have picked any chapter to be equally relevant to, I can't think of any chapter that would not be equally relevant, because you know, if you deny the relevance of the Quran to your own lived situation, you're denying the fact that you should study and read, and memorize and listen to the Quran al Karim. That's the whole point. That's what you're, you're essentially saying. You're saying there's no point in going to Taraweeh and and listening and reflecting. But obviously, certain times some have more interest and more importance than others. Yeah, sort of room, and and uh, I mean I, that never clicked that the events that are described in Quran actually happened where you are just now, uh, mm. the, describing um, the the events that which have been described happened near Istanbul. No, no, the events that no, the events didn't happen. They they are centered around a civilization which is centered in Istanbul, which is the Roman Byzantine, Byzantine Empire. And, and they both they, they both had. Uh, Istanbul as a center at one point. Well, the the, the Persians came close to capturing. They didn't capture uh, Constantinople. They, I mean, they, there was attempts to for them to cap. The whole purpose was to capture it. So the, mm. the so the war that took place, and we'll see, took place in Greater Palestine, and um, you know the the Persians um, ended up sacking and gaining control of Damascus, which was one of the old, you know. In fact, older than Istanbul, this is, is uh, Damascus is considered to be the oldest continually inhabited capital on on earth, as as a city. Well, a city continually inhabited city, and so that was a big, big step because that was the regional capital of the Byzantines at the time. And we know the Prophet sent letters to the the Byzantine emperors in in in, in Sham as well. And so you know, it's outside the you know the the echo chamber of Mecca to Mukarramah, if you, if you see what I mean. You know, mm. the Prophet I'm te preaching and teaching to the people in Mecca, there's a very small, um, you know, cauldron and um, you would say a kind of, um, you know, kind of stadium within which this conversation is taking place. And so how where is that to, you know, a distant, distant land with the two superpowers fighting? And why is that newsworthy to the point that the Quran describes it? And and not just that it is it is uh, it is commentary done by people who are few, who are mm. downtrodden. They are they they are actually of no significance at the time, and mm. yet we we have people discussing this um, war between two superpowers by mm. by a community of shepherds really. 
Bedouins. Uh, well, uh, community shepherds, backwater, not completely shepherds, but you know, um, in the backwater of civilization, and not at the crossroads where, you know, the Romans or the Persians felt they needed to come through, pass by Mecca to Yemen. They would bypass, in fact, to Ethiopia, to Yemen, and then they would bypass, and, and the traders would go. You know, the, the the Arab traders in the Hejaz would go from you know Sham to Yemen, but no one else would want to go on that route. It wasn't some kind of highway. Mm. And so is what's interesting is that this thing, which is a battle that takes place historically relevant and, and noted and and acknowledged, is mentioned by you know people that are not involved in either way with the war itself. And why is that significant enough to put it into the Quran Kareem right at the beginning? So it's not even as if it's you know a verse you know towards the middle end of a chapter, and in passing it mentions this is Alif Lamim Rum. You know this is like <clears throat> so Alif Lamim in and of itself <clears throat> is extremely interesting because it's you know scholars have so much difference of opinion on this as you know you know most scholars would just avoid the discussion by saying Wallahu a'lam bi muradiha. It's God knows best what's meant, so we're just not able to process. But the reality is, Arazi mentions and others have mentioned that it's almost, you know, one of the most um, forceful points is that it's almost an announcement to gain the attention of the listener that what's coming straight afterwards is going to be of direct relevance to them, like a mm. news item, you know, like mm. you have breaking news. Yeah, Alif Lam is that type of announcement, and so why is that announcement about something distant? now mentioned at the time mm. of the Prophet You can imagine it now happening, you know, because everybody has internet, has cell phones, has Wi-Fi, is in some way interested in what's happening on the other side of the world because it affects the food of the, the price of food. You know, for example, mm. the, the battle in um, Ukraine, for example, um, is going to affect numerous things. It's already affecting um, commodity prices, already affecting fuel prices. It, and I don't know if you know this, but you know the, the the drought in Ukraine and generally in the Middle East led to a shortage of of wheat, and mm. and, and 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 which essentially precipitated, you know, a near famine in in Damascus and Syria, which led to the uprisings, which has led to the war. Mm. So we always mm. think, you know, there was opposition and they wanted to get rid of Bashar, and then. They said, okay, we want votes and no. And he said, no, you're not getting votes. And then they fought and then they had a war. That's not what happened. We had millions of people coming to the cities with no money, no food, coming to the cities, nowhere to stay. And people then ended up having to protest because they were going hungry. They were, they were starv starving, you know, they're starving to death. And that was all to do with the fact that Ukraine, which is what, you know, you know metaphorically called the breadbasket of Europe, ended up going into a state where it wasn't producing. And so that is how this is going to be played out, that, that, that this whole chapter of the Persians and the Romans is going to be so important that the, that the Quraysh and the Prophet and his community are going to discuss it. But what's interesting for me is, is people that say, you know, just work on yourself, work on the heart, and don't worry about what's happening somewhere else. It has no significance. Hmm. Like the battle of... You know the the kind of not superpowers anymore, but you know Russia and 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 the NATO and allies and saying well it's a distant thing. We'll just just take care of our prayer. It will come and affect you directly as a community. Directly affect you. Every single thing that's discussed in major national international conferences will, will have an effect on you. Mm. 
And everything that's discussed in university campuses and in academic circles will have an effect on you as well, because guess what? The governments will impose the decisions of niche organizations to force you to do things that you think are not permissible. But but you say it's of direct consequence to people, even if it isn't, is there a case of taking interest in something that you think at the time is not going to affect you? Yeah, I've, I mean, I mean, some different people have interest in different things. So people, unless it, it's entertaining, most people will not take interest in anything unless it's directly relevant to them, or mm. if it's entertaining. So we're living in the age of entertainment, and so their interest in things that are entertaining. So if somebody slaps somebody, for example, you know, I'm sure Pakistan's and every place in in, in Turkey we have a name for slapping tokat, tokatmak. It was basically it was a martial art apparently. And if you go to the Fat Masjid al Fatih, the 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 kind of janissaries who were the kind of elite army in the, in the Ottoman Empire, they used to practice by slapping the pillars. And there's some pillars that they used to practice at which are actually worn away from the slaps. You know, there's mil these these pillars are extremely. I mean, I think three four people can join hands around them. They're big, yeah. and so they used to practice slapping them. Um, so what's the significance of slapping somebody unless it's entertaining, unless the person's interesting or important? And then mm. all of a sudden, everybody on the face of the earth needs an opinion on why somebody slaps somebody else. But otherwise, no one's interested. So people will be saying, well, what's the importance of sort of Rome? First, it's in the Quran. Secondly, it's, it's, it's so important to understand the significance of that geographical region for, for the end of time, Akhir zaman issues and, and also misused by people for that purpose hmm. and then the other thing about this chapter is there's always something hidden that surprises you and it surprises me as well that you don't think well was that chapter really about that thing because hmm. it just seems okay in uh, a super super superpower war and then it talks about the signs of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's it finished hmm. so that's the two things basically and lots of books will say well so rome is essentially about a, a prophecy about the battle between the Persians and the Romans, and then it just talks about how beautiful the world is, that God's created everything in beauty. But that's mm. like the Quran everywhere is, is similar in some way. So what's different? The difference is how it's presented and how the Quran at every corner just surprises you with the way that it presents something. And so you're, you're left constantly saying, well, this is a journey that is a surprise journey. for Even for me, it will be because... You know, the, it's a conversation about the chapter, and you know whatever reflections we have is on the words and the structure and the Arabic, and the context and the relevance to us. That changes from last year to this year, completely different. I don't think, you know. So reflections with Sheikh Razwan Muhammad. Um, I would say this is session zero, a prelude to next twenty-eight odd sessions. Inshallah, we're going to have throughout Ramadan. Ramadan in Glasgow for majority starts tomorrow. Uh, Sunday. Uh, some people are fasting today as well, um, uh, following some of the mosques. Um, so we have uh, chosen a surah room uh, to reflect upon, uh, to get the threads of the meanings and major themes out of how uh, I always ask Sheikh Razwan, okay, fine, this is um, surah, this is the commentary of it. What does it do for me? Uh, the person who's trying to understand from a scholar, uh, how is it relevant for me? How does it inform me to view the world as it stands today? Uh, and it's application of 
a 1400-year-old text uh, today, how do I understand myself, my relevance to this world and the world itself? Uh, surah Rum, out of every other surah, which talks about international war that was that, that broke out at the time of when this was revealed and Muslims commenting on it. Uh, and they were few, they were powerless, they were insignificant, small community of few men and women living in, in a place which had um, no part in that uh, whole um, power structures of the time. So, Sheikh, people do ask, coming up for iftar, uh, leading up to a very spiritual reflective time, the relevance of this in next couple of minutes before we stop this first introductory session. Yeah, so I mean, the people are not fasting until tomorrow. This is the this is like the the moment within within, this, within which this the angelic realm are readying themselves for the you know the the invitation that Allah is giving to people to dine at this amazing um, table. The table is adorned with not food and drink. It's adorned with verses of the Quran. It's a ma'daba. Ma'daba in Arabic means almost like a, a an, an invitation to a you know, a meal, a great feast. And so the Quran is the feast that we're being called towards. And that's why, you know, in the in the run-up to this these moments that we're coming towards in terms of welcoming Ramadan, you're welcoming the guest of, of, of Ramadan, which essentially is the Quran. And it's the feast that you partake and you either neglect or you, or you reflect. And the reflection is in the Taraweeh in the tonight. And, um, you know, there's much more. I mean, how can you not say more? But that, for me, I think is is the thing. That our neglect of the Quran is 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 palpable. I think as the years go on, the 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 kind of degree to which we're, we're lost, for me, is you know lays very cl clearly and centrally within our neglect of the Quran Kareem, you know, in our lives. And I think people should make a, a firm effort to. You know, promise themselves that they will have a very firm connection with the Quran of reflection, of recitation, of of listening. Inshallah, Jazakallah khair. Allah barakhu Jazakallah khair. So this is uh, all for today. Uh, reflections with Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. I'll leave you with a beautiful naat, followed by another one. Mustafa Jani Rahmat Bilakum Salam. Until tomorrow, Inshallah, we'll be back tomorrow seven till iftar time, uh, Glasgow iftar time. Until then, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah from both. Rizwan, Sheikh, Sheikh Rizwan and myself, Zubair Akram. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum assalam alhamdulillah. दीवार सुनते हैं मैं सदके जाऊं की रहमत लिल आलमीनी के पुकारो चाहे जितनी बार वो हर बार सुनते हैं मेरा हर सांस उनकी आहटों के साथ चलता है 
मेरे दिल के धड़कने की भी वो रफ्तार सुनते हैं मुजफ्फर जब किसी महफिल में उनकी नात पढ़ता हूँ मेरा ईमान है वो भी मेरे अशार सुनते हैं मौलया सलीम दईमन आबादन आला हबी बी कोई भी बात हो हर हुक्म उनका मोतबर ऐसा कि उनका हाँ नहीं कहना भी है कुरान के जैसा हदीसे पाक कहलाई जो बातें आपने कही मौलया सली वसलिम दईमन आबादन आला हबी बीका खैरिल खल की कुल्ली موسلی शहर का वक्त था मासूम कलियां मुस्कुराती थी हवाएं खैर मकदम के तराने गुनगुनाती थी अभी जिबरील उतरे भी न थे काबे के मिंबर से के इतने में सदाई ये अब्दुल्ला हके घर से मुबारक हो शहे हर दो सरा तशरीफ ले आए मुबारक हो मुहम्मद मुस्तफा तशरीफ ले आए तेरी सूरत तेरी सीरत तेरा नक्शा तेरा जलवा तब सुन गुफ्त गो बंदा नबाजी खंदा पेशानी मुहम्मद मुस्तफा के बाग के सब फूल ऐसे हैं जो बिन पानी के रहते हैं 
ये मुरझाया नहीं करते नबी के नाम लेवा गम से घबराया नहीं करते ये दरबारे रिसालत है यहाँ अपनों का क्या कहना यहाँ से हाथ खाली गैर भी जाया नहीं करते मौलाया सल्लीसलिम दिमन आबादन आला हबी बीका खैर खल की कुल्ली दुरुदुन पर सलाम उन पर यही कहना खुदा का है खुदा के बाद जो है मर्तबा मेरे सल्ले आला का है वही गम खार आलम है वही सरदार उम्मत है वही तो हशर के मैदान में सबकी शफात है शफात के लिए सबकी नजर उन पर पड़ी होगी मौलाया सल्ली वसलिम दईमन आबादन आला हबी बीका खैर खल की कुल्ली सलाम उस पर कि जिसने बेकसों की दस्तगीरी की सलाम उस पर कि जिसने बादशाही में फकीरी की सलाम उस पर कि जिसके घर में चांदी थी न सोना था सलाम उस पर कि टूटा बोरिया जिसका बिछोना था सलाम आमिना के लाल ए महबूब सुबहानी सलाम फखरे मौजूदात फखर नो इंसानी एक दिन जिबरील से कहने लगे शाहे उमम तुमने देखा है जहा बतलाओ तो कैसे है हम अर्ज की जिबरील ने शाहिदी मोहतर आकाप का कोई ममासिल ही नहीं रब की कसम न कोई आप जैसा है न कोई आप सा होगा कोई यूसफ से पूछे मुस्तफा का हुस्न कैसा है जमीनों आसमां में कोई बीमिसाल ना मिली मौलायासलीसलिम दईमन आबादन आला हबी बीका खैर खल की कुल्ली या रसूल 